Hey, everybody, enjoy this episode. Become a member, members.charliekirk.com. That is members.charliekirk.com. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com and become a member to support this program. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. So the world seems to be on fire. Nobody knows who's really running the United States of America. It's just come out that Joe Biden has dementia, although if you've been paying attention, you kind of knew that. I will have so many big stories to go over today, and I have a special guest with me, Charlie Kirk. Charlie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, big fan. I love your channel. I see your videos a lot, and uh, I wanted to make time for this. So thank you so much. So let me give just a little bit of background. Um, Charlie is a prominent conservative activist, commentator. He gets invited to all of the big conservative shows. He's also the the founder of Turning Point USA, which is one of the biggest uh, Republican grassroots organizations for getting the word out on getting good candidates and getting them elected. Um, So the the first thing that I wanted to, to jump in on is uh, Biden's mental health. So as you know, this uh, Merrick Garland has this choice of, do I release this report or not? And he decides to release it. Special counsel Robert Hoer says that Biden is weak, that he has a terrible memory, and uh, that he can't remember being vice president. He can't remember when his son died or how his son died. Now you have the New York Times and CNN who normally defends Biden. They are turning on him. What, what's your take on this whole thing? Is, is the Biden administration dead? Is this thing done? What are your thoughts? Well, not necessarily. I mean, it's an important question, and it's finally hitting the mainstream. I mean, we, we saw signs of this when he was running for president in 2020. What's amazing, and I encourage your audience to do this, Go back and watch a video of Joe Biden in 2020. He looks like a spring chicken versus now. I mean, we kind of have seen this like slow motion collapse that we forget that even four years ago, he he looked a lot better than he does now. I mean, he is declining rapidly. The one part that I'll say is that we have this, many Americans still have this antiquated idea that there is an American president. Uh, There is not. Uh, There is an American administrative regime with somebody who, occupies the White House and takes pictures with people every four years. Those are two totally different things. So we have this administrative state that predates and will exist after the president. And then, of course, during. And they really call the shots. And we have so many pieces of evidence for this. Donald Trump signed executive orders and he was undermined. I mean, Joe Biden doesn't actually need to be consciously there because the administrative state runs the inner workings of the government. This was developed largely during Woodrow Wilson, where they built the fourth branch of government 
And Biden is the perfect Wilsonian president where he doesn't really need to know where he is or what he does. He gives a couple of speeches once or twice a week, calls a lid on things, and the bureaucrats will run the, the administration of running the government. And we call this the deep state. That's the best term for it. Um, and Donald Trump was the first one to actually try to run the American government like someone that has a mandate from the people, where every other president will yield to the machine and will listen to the machine. Yes, sir. What country shall we invade? Of course. I mean, Obama is a perfect example of somebody who made very specific promises. And as soon as he became president, decided to do almost none of them from Gitmo to the Patriot Act to, you know, transparency of passing legislation, to drone strikes, to ending wars. Obama ran as this populist and soon realized that the power of the American government was vested in this fourth branch of government. So anyway, I, I, I don't get too interested in the Biden thing in the sense that the real power is within this multi-thousand person mid-level management kind of regime where we live in more of an oligarchy than a dictatorship or even a democracy, which we've never have been. Um, and Donald Trump is getting punished because he's one of the only people in the modern era. I mean, Nixon and Trump are the only two people post-World War II to stand up to that regime. And look how that worked for both of them. JFK maybe as well, but that's a little bit more complicated. Um, I, I mean, I do think the government killed JFK, but that's a separate issue for another time. And it, it really, Trump's life would have been a lot easier if he just would have been this affable, charismatic, funny guy who did exactly what the machinery wanted him to do. He's disagreeable in a way that makes him very appealing, certainly to me. And so to go back to your question of is the Biden administration over or dead, not really, because as long as Joe Biden has a heartbeat, the 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 machinations of the Leviathan will continue. Do you know if you're getting enough magnesium? Because four out of five of Americans are not. And that's a big problem because magnesium is involved in more than 300 biochemical reactions in your body. Today, I want to tell you and talk to you about one of the most common signs to look for that can indicate you're magnesium deficient. Listen carefully to the end for this special offer happening, and this could be exactly what you need. Are you irritable or anxious? Do you struggle with insomnia? Do you experience muscle cramps or twitches? Do you have high blood pressure? Are you sometimes constipated? There are dozens of symptoms that magnesium deficiency, so these are just a few common ones. Now, here's what most people don't know. Taking just any magnesium supplement won't solve your problem because most supplements use the cheapest kind that your body can't use or absorb. I am a believer in magnesium. It's helped me with my health and wellness. All Bioptimizer supplements are best in class. If for some reason you feel differently, you can get a full refund. No questions asked. They're so confident that they offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. Go to buyoptimizers.com slash Kirk. Just go to buyoptimizers.com slash Kirk, and you use promo code Kirk10. You can get gifts with purchase and up to 20 travel-sized bottles of magnesium breakthrough. Act fast. This is a limit-time offer. Go to buyoptimizers.com slash Kirk, promo code Kirk10. Yeah, that, that's kind of my worry is, you know, is, is he going to be able to be reelected? But at the end of the day, as long as uh, the deep state, the administrative state can have a weekend at Bernie's meat stick to, 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 you know, puppet, <laughs> puppet around town, he, he's, he's going to be able to stay in power. And I, I mean, agree with me or disagree with me, but I think the only reason he hasn't been taken out yet is Kamala Harris's approval rating is at 28%. So they're like, crap, it's easier to have a meat stick that we can whisper in his ear what to do than to actually have somebody who can stand there 
but is just as incompetent and unable to articulate ideas. Yeah, and also it's like there's really no one checking in on these cabinet secretaries. So why would they get rid of him? I mean, the graft has never been greater in D.C. They've never had more money flowing to more lobbyists and more relatives and more government contracts in any point in government history because dad's not home, right? I mean, think about it from just a very simple, like teenagers getting into the liquor cabinet, like dad's not home or, or dad's on the second floor and he's comatose, right? That's the, that's the Biden government. Why would they trigger the 25th Amendment? I mean, the, Tony Blinken is basically more powerful than Joe Biden when it comes to foreign policy. And not only is dad not home, like the uncle's not home. Lloyd Austin is in the hospital. And so th- whatever contracts they want for Raytheon, Northrop Grumman, Boeing, the defense industrial complex. And so they're now up against this pesky thing called an election um, where all of a sudden they're like, oh, maybe this guy's not that popular and 80 percent plus of the country thinks Joe Biden is too old to be in elected office. And so they're, but the people closest to Biden, and this is the interesting thing, and they're doing what you would expect them to do, but they are death gripping on power because they're so corrupt and these people are criminals. Why would you give up power, right? Why would you go into the sunset? You lose the ability to pardon yourself and run the federal government if you actually want to do that at times. I'm talking about like Ron Klain and Jill Biden, the people that are the most loyal um, the most loyal mafia members of the Joe Biden cartel, why, why would you give up government? And yeah, the, the party that screams about democracy is realizing that their figurehead is not that popular. Hilariously, outside of Gavin Newsom, which would be very messy and technically difficult, you're correct that Kamala Harris is probably even harder to implement as president of the United States via an election. And they're they're in a tough spot. I mean, I'm not saying that Trump is in a great spot. I think he's in a better spot than we would have expected. But these third party candidates are really interesting and they're starting to make a lot of noise. And there's a lot of them. Jill Stein, Cornell West, RFK, um, no labels might draft a candidate. And the Democrat coalition is falling apart. And Joe Biden was able to effectively create a European style parliamentary election in the 2020 vote of no confidence against Trump. The 2020 election was basically a vote of no confidence. They, they, they kicked all the other candidates off the ballot in the key states. And it was either you support Donald Trump or Joe Biden wasn't even running as president. He was running as the anti-Trump vote. No, it was almost like vote no in the European British system. They're not going to have that in 2024. Trump is a rebel candidate. A lot of people have good memories of the Trump era, as they should, because the country was in a much better, stable, happier place. And so what the Democrats will do is a mystery. I'll be honest, I, I'm pretty well sourced, uh, not necessarily in that world, but you know, just atmospherically, I hear a lot. I think Biden's going to be the candidate. And I'm kind of glad. I want to run against Joe Biden more than Gavin Newsom. You know, you mentioned third-party candidates. I actually really like RFK Jr. I know that he is... Uh, looking at maybe trying to take over the libertarian ticket. I don't know if Jill Stein will step down. My biggest worry about RFK Jr. isn't RFK Jr. It's that he's he is connected to all Democrats, which means everybody that's going to come into his cabinet is just going to be a Democrat that's already in the cabinet, you know? And so it's like, it's almost like getting four more years of the same person in my mind. Yeah, he's not a serious contender to become president. I like him, actually. I, I interviewed him 
recently. I encourage your audience to go check it out. Um, it's done very, very well. And I mean, I, I asked him some pretty pointed questions. I was underwhelmed by his response. I mean, I asked him, who would you put on the Supreme Court? And he really didn't tell me uh, an answer. And I mean, he's trying to be all things to all people, right? He's trying to appeal to everybody, but he's a Massachusetts liberal. You have to just keep on saying that he's a Massachusetts liberal where on guns, on climate, on private property rights, on abortion and the trans issue is out of the lockstep on the center right of the country or even the mainstream of the country. And so I I, I want to make sure I'm very clear, though. I think he's done a moral good to the country for exposing the pharmaceutical industrial complex and Fauci and the CDC and kind of how we're poisoning ourselves through environmental toxins. I mean, I'm all on board for that. But when you run for president, I'm sorry, kind of a new gear kind of comes out in me. And I actually think previously he was trimming more from Trump. That is less and less the case. I, I'm willing to reconsider I think he's trimming more and more from soft Democrats, especially young voters that are kind of like pothead Rogan liberals that would otherwise vote for Biden, but they're not quite yet Trump. They're definitely more in the rogue, uh, more in the RFK camp. So we'll see. I, I think it's interesting he's running, but as the trajectory continues, I think it's going to hurt Democrats more than Republicans. I wouldn't, I said the exact opposite six months ago for the record, but as more and more Republicans start to come home, Trump is becoming more, um, he's becoming more appealing. He's becoming more attractive to even Republicans who a year ago swore him off. The globalists are making it very clear that another pandemic could be just around the corner. Uh, they want us to live in fear, to be willing to sacrifice our freedoms. It doesn't have to be this way. You need to be prepared, not scared. That's why you need the Wellness Company. The Wellness Company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. Their medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. I can 100% endorse this company. They are amazing. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to help keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to twc.health slash Charlie. That is twc.health slash Charlie. Enter promo code Charlie for 10% off. The Wellness Company, they are licensed doctors and medical professionals you can trust. Again, that's twc.health slash Charlie, promo code Charlie for 10% off. See site for details. Prescription may be required. Well, um, another topic that you and I are very aware of is, uh, sadly, the United States is becoming a banana republic. Nobody seems to respect election integrity. Uh, we, we are creating a two-tier justice system. So just, just in the last couple of days, um, we, we see this report come out about Biden's mental health. But that, that was the main, that was the main spinoff of that. But the main story was Joe Biden, as a senator, stole top secret documents and stored them at his house and at his office that's funded by the Communist Chinese Party. He also had stolen documents from when he was a vice president. They're now saying no accountability, no charges, no criminality. And but then they are leaning even heavier against Donald Trump. Is is this ruling against Biden going to set precedents? And they're not going to be able to go after Trump? Or do you think that they're going to say, we're going to lean in even harder and try and get this guy in jail for 700 years? It's, I don't know. I mean, it's so gross and it's just so objectionable. And this is, I mean, like, I love Trump. I've known him for years and I've got to know him as a friend. He's amazing. He's larger than life. 
Uh, people that insult him don't really know him. I mean, obviously his flaws, we all have flaws, but I mean, I became enthusiastically even more so supportive of him in the primary when I saw the Soviet style level of criminalization of our justice system going after him. It's so wrong. It is so unprecedented. It cannot be tolerated. And I mean, of course, Joe Biden gets off, obviously, um, the the top headline is that the dementia filled thing, I think we'll be able to use that politically as we should, by the way, because he can't even put together two sentences and the the basically the if you I, should, I encourage every one of your viewers who even might not believe me, just read the report. The, the reason they didn't indict him is they said he's just so clueless that we wouldn't be able to persuade a jury, basically, because he's going to get off on, you know, just he's dementia and he doesn't know where anything is. But. Look, the the old the old expression of um, what America used to be is truth, justice in the American way. And truth and justice are basically the immune system of a functioning society. So if you look at America as a human being, uh, you need an immune system. We're under attack from many attack vectors. We're being invaded. You know, we have bacterial infection and viral infections. We have no immune system. That's why we feel so sick. The way that you trigger your body's ability to make antibodies is by first being able to tell the truth, and then out of truth, you get justice. I, I firmly believe that. You cannot have justice without truth. Otherwise, you have you know, everyone's own version of justice. Thanks to Elon Musk and thanks to other platforms, we're starting to get truth back into mainstream narrative, and then we're going to start to hopefully see a revival of justice. And But the way that we've seen a small group of Democrat oligarchs weaponize the American justice system is so unprecedented. And I, I would love in a different world if I was like Barbara Walters or something just to ask some of these people, like, do you really know what you're doing here? Like, you're, you're ending the country to defeat Donald Trump. And I mean, Donald Trump was a great president. I don't think he's worth destroying the civilization over. Like, even if I was a Bolshevik or a socialist, like, you got a lot of things going for you. You control the media, Hollywood. Like, just wait your turn. Like, is it really worth ruining the entire established order of the independent judiciary to get Donald Trump? The answer for them is yes, because they have a plan. They feel like they're running out of time, and they're willing to steamroll every every historical precedent just to destroy to destroy Donald Trump. And I mean, that actually should only make you like him more. That means he's doing something that's a great threat to these people. Yeah. I, I recently had Dennis Prager on. I know that you're, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an admirer of his. He's terrific. Yes, me too. Um, and he said that for him, believing that the Democrats believing that Donald Trump is equivalent to uh, Adolf Hitler, then of course, through that lens, you can see why they would do everything, including trying to destroy the country in order to destroy one person, right? You know, destroy one person, save a nation kind of thinking. But, uh, you know, Dennis then points out, but he's not, he's not anything like Hitler. And so it, it's, it's this disconnect in thinking and, it, and it's this uh, their emotions have been overridden by the fact that they have Trump derangement syndrome. Um, but yeah, it, it's not good for the country. <laughs> no, and it's not good for them. I mean, do they want to live in a country like this? I mean, that is that is the great psychological question that you're going to have to have some sort of advanced 
like Swiss psychologist clinician who's like detached from American politics, who can just look at things and behavioral patterns. What drives a person or a group of people or a society to burn the country that your kids have to live in? That that I don't understand. That, that is demonic. I mean, I'm a very religious person and I take my religion very seriously. Um, I believe only the religious can explain that. And I'm not here to talk religion. I'm just saying only something in the invisible world of that you just you're just here to destroy. I mean, th- there is no there is no like analytical multi-step thinking like, oh, if we completely ruin the place, maybe it will be less enjoyable for me. It's just 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 make everything Dresden. That that's pathological. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like praying that uh, the pilot of your airplane has problems. It's like, no, you're, you're flying this country. Like we, we want you yes. to make good decisions, but it's don't suicide mission. Yes. It's a suicide mission. And that that's, that's really dark. Yeah, it is. Hey everybody, Charlie Kirk here. What an unbelievable start to 2024. We had last month saving babies with preborn by providing ultrasounds. And we're doing again this year what we did last year. We're going to stand for life because remaining silent in the face of the most radically pro-death administration is not an option. As Sir Edmund Burke said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And we're not going to do nothing. Your gift to preborn will give a girl the truth about what's happening in her body so that she can make the right choice. $280 can save 10 babies. $28 a month can save a baby a month all year long. And a $15,000 gift will provide a complete ultrasound machine that will save thousands of babies for years and years to come. And will also save moms from a lifetime of pain and regret. Call 833-850-2229. That's 833-850-2229. Or click on the preborn banner at charliekirk.com. That is charliekirk.com and click on the preborn banner. Also save moms from a lifetime of pain and regret. I'm a donor of this organization. They're terrific. Go to charliekirk.com, click on the preborn banner. Wanted to get your take on this uh, Texas border situation, but first I want to talk about New York. Uh, New York decides, hey, we're going to publicly announce that we're a sanctuary city. Uh, bring us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, your unprepared, your your broke, your don't speak English. Yes. Uh, and now uh, you've got illegal immigrants. They're telling the children in New York whose families p- pay an excessive amount of taxes your children can't go to school so that we can put up illegal immigrants. Uh, veterans, you can't be in these these posh hotels because we need it for illegal immigrants. Um, people, I know you're choosing between a meal and medication and medication and the rent, but we, we've got to be able to give $1,000 a month to illegal immigrants. And I know for many of you, that's more than what you get on Social Security. What the heck is going on in New York City? I mean, it's it's finally hitting a breaking point. And this is where I'm different than Democrats. I actually don't want the suffering of my fellow American citizens. I mean, it's tempting to say, oh, yeah, you deserve it. I just don't I don't like seeing people suffer. I I, I don't. And I mean, I don't necessarily feel the amount of sympathy I would to the southern border where those people are voting and trying to fix this. But I mean, you, you look at Eric Adams and you look at they they have they have in, they've embraced an abstraction and they've basically governed the world the one of the world's most important city and the largest american city by a bumper sticker they basically have decided to govern what used to be the greatest city on the planet 
by diversity is our strength. Like that's it. Like no, no other thinking, no other cost benefit analysis, just like, yeah, our, a bumper sticker and a billboard will determine our, our immigration policy. Well, what if they start raping people and assaulting police officers? Diversity is our strength. It's just, it's just the way it is. Diversity is our strength. And I mean, this is how a second grader would run the country. And so, yeah, I mean, what's going on? It's finally hitting a breaking point. Um, everything has a cost to it. Everything in life has a price. Dennis Prager uh, really beautifully points that out, that all things in life comes the price. The price of mass migration is destabilization. And so that 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 is a fact of life. And by the way, you might want that. It's just you cannot have mass migration without destabilization. It's never happened. Show me an example. Show me even with Ellis Island, there was destabilization. And now we took we took it. And but the, the solution is that if you have temporary destabilization, then the only way to solve that is assimilation. That's the only way. So but if you don't, if you have too many people and you have cultural institutions that are broken, you never get to assimilation. So whether it be Europe or any other place that has decided to bring in millions of people that don't speak the language, have different religions, have different worldviews, have different politics, different cultural backgrounds, what are you going to do with these people? And we've kind of just lived under this, this idea that the worst thing in the West is being a racist. I'm not a racist. I don't associate with racists. I think racism is repulsive. I can actually define racism where the left can't. But I also don't believe that Having that that fear guide that the opposite of whatever racism is must be the complete opening of every border and every person must be welcome. And I'm afraid of being called the R word. And make no mistake that in New York, one of the main motives and what really drives upper middle class white liberalism and white wokeism is the constant fear of being called the R word, is that they're so afraid of being called a racist, they're willing to destroy their home. They're willing to destroy the place they live. And, and, and I, I've done a lot of thinking about this. What drives them? At the, de- at the fundamental core, there's a neurotic 72-year-old woman taking Xanax and sh- sipping Chardonnay on the Upper East Side of New York, really worried that she's going to be called a racist. And therefore, viva la revolution. As long as I'm not called a racist, you can destroy what was once America's greatest city. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay, you mentioned being at a breaking point. Uh, I think that we can still turn this around with good leadership. RFK Jr.'s dad uh, said, if the policies coming out of a man are bad, the only way to change it is to remove the man. So we've got to remove Biden. We've got to plug in somebody with strength, global leadership, fear and respect of the world. Um, So we're at a breaking point, but I want to hear more about turning point. So tell, tell my audience, what is Turning Point? Where can they go? How can they learn more about it? Yeah, so uh, we have a couple different arms. We have our Strictly Educational arm, which is our best known. Uh, we do our campus tours, our college campuses, our high school campuses, our TPUSA Faith, uh, our Turning Point Academy, um, and that we have thousands of high school and college chapters, hundreds of thousands of members, praise God. Uh, that's tpusa.com. That's tpusa.com. The audience can check it out. We'd love to have you engaged or involved. We also have our political arm, uh, Turning Point Action, uh, where we're involved in grassroots elections. We're involved in precinct committee positions. We're doing everything we can um, to help influence this election through get out the vote efforts uh, coming into this November. That's tpaction.com. 
uh, two separate organizations, sister brother relationship. Um, and yeah, and then we also have the Charlie Kirk show. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, we're currently in YouTube jail. So if your audience wants to come subscribe, it would help us get out. Um, I won't say anything that I said that got me in jail, but um, I could tell you offline some of that stuff. And uh, then I also do three hours every day of a nationally syndicated radio program uh, podcast. We get millions of viewers every week. We're also on Real America's Voice, Salem Radio Network, tons of affiliates, podcasting. Uh, glory be to God. It's been super successful. We have tons of fun every day. We're very spicy. We don't hold back. We're very in your face. Uh, but from a, I think, a biblical uh, Western perspective, and yeah, I, th that's kind of what keeps me busy. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening, and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.